0: Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram.
1: Now lean in and enjoy. Very amazing to be here. Are you well? I know I have met many of you, most of you, but it is really wonderful to see you. Hello, well. Special mention. Good to see you. And um, but really amazing to be here. We just had an amazing morning that side and um, got to share what God is doing and celebrate. And again, we're building the way God is is. We feel God leading us and showing us. And this is so amazing for us. Yeah. It was probably a year ago we were sitting down finalizing ideas of what it could be, what God might do if if we decided to venture out of the safe loans of meeting together and and keeping it safe. What could it look like? What could it be if? If we decided to actually do something a little different, stretch ourselves that little bit more, ask God for a bigger story than something than we'd known before, and the graciousness of God is that He's very kind, He's very good, and He is unbelievably faithful, so it really is wonderful to be here. I have also been away for quite a while, so I haven't been away here for probably three months, so to meet some of your faces, uh, meet some of your faces. Let me start again. Nice to meet your face. (laughs) Nice to meet you. We believe in meeting people, not just faces. Um, but we have this Vision Sunday. I think it's really important to say, well, why, why take a look at Vision Sunday? We, we know what we're doing. We preach the gospel. We, we try, we reach out. We share love. We, we trust God's story to impact, but actually we're a, we're a team. God puts people in communities. He says, actually, as a community, with, I'm gonna give you a couple of systems and structures, I'm gonna give you some clarity about how you operate, but I'm putting you into a team. I'm putting you say, actually, we aren't lone ranger Christians shooting from the hip and actually just carry on. We played in a team. So amazing this morning. I was just thinking, Jerry leading worship that side with our owner going for it and, and just, uh, who led worship this morning? I really, oh, oh, you guys got Lee. Mm, mm. But it's just so amazing just to see what God is doing and, and how He's releasing and, and unfolding a new story. But sometimes why we take a moment? Well, first we look back and we just say, God, you're incredibly gracious, yeah. Yeah. incredibly kind, incredibly faithful. I look at some of the faces that have joined. And who knows if, if we'd never come here, maybe we'd never met, we'd never be friends and Derek wouldn't let me beat him at golf. Yeah. Um that might not have happened yeah. if we didn't plant this church. It's important. Mm-hmm. And um but then we but the Bible says actually without vision a people perish. It's what the Bible tells us. And we need a vision. And, and yes, we walk tenderly. We ask God along the way. We keep our eyes fixed on Him. We follow Him. But we've got to have something of a vision of where we're going and what we're on about. Then we need to keep restating identity and direction of life changes. Yeah. We're a unique people. My family is unique. It's different to Lee's family. It's different to the Phillips's. We're different. And, and in my family, there's some things that are actually it's part of who we are. It's part of who God's called us to be. So we're going to do things that way. And and we're asking God continually show us what that means. What does it mean to why did you give us three sons? What what does that mean? I'm I'm being serious. It means God's doing something. Yeah. And and He wants to show us in unique families what unique stories have. And part of our job as leaders is to keep restating that, keep putting it in front of people so that we can keep moving forward together in that story. Here's the thing three congregations, two sites, one church. We believe it. And we're going to fight for it. And the way we do that is making sure that the vision is consistent and clear and one. And we fight for those things. And the last thing is the pursuit of God's purpose. And, and I believe this is probably the highest one. Many are the plans in a man's heart. But it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. We can have all the dreams in the world. We can strategize, we can put systems, we can go to America or first world countries and go for best practice, but it's God's plans and His purposes that will prevail. And we will keep surrendering ourselves and keep holding on to His promises in that story. But we want to take a moment, as Gabe looked at some of the photos, and last year we we said God is calling us to pioneer again. Before the launch, we said in Vision Sunday a year ago, a little bit earlier in February, said God is calling us to pioneer again. And we didn't actually know how big a year and what that would mean. As we sat and, and with Gabe and Fee and the others in the team and others around the, the broader leadership team we said actually God's calling us to pioneer. The first and the obvious one was we really felt through God's leading and and showing us that we were called to plan a church in Milton. And so that was obviously a big stretch. And I want to tell you this. Stretching and pioneering is costly. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people who meet that side of table view on a nine o'clock who love their redhead. Don't tell them because you'll get a big redhead and then it's yeah. a problem. But they love their redhead. And they were like, where's that funny guy? You're not that funny, Mark.
0: Yeah.
1: No, no one said that. I'm just telling you. No, no one said that ever. Um, and, um, but, but they loved Fee and they loved the story and they loved some of your faces. We're showing photos this morning. There's Stanley looking at the baptism. And there's a next to him, and next to him. And I'm going, oh yes. But why? Because actually there's a big story called the gospel, and he plants churches so that people can get saved. And we said we would do it if one got saved. Yeah. Here's the thing. Because if you look around, there's a whole bunch of faces a year ago. here. We said we'd do it for one. Yeah. Just one. And we're thankful to God that he's incredibly kind. And then we didn't realize that actually in the middle of the year, people who were centrally involved in the planting of this work, Wally and Shirley Gersma. The pioneers of this work said on a plane at 24,000 feet would come to me and said, actually, I don't know if it's what God's doing with life changes or with us, but we feel God's moving us into a new story, a new day and pioneer again. And it's important for us to keep celebrating the gifts that he's given to us, but then keep understanding that we're part of a pioneering story. It's going to be stretching. You might have to move venues once or twice. (laughs) Teams might have to come and finish up setting at 10 past 10 last night. Quarter past 10 last night. See." What time? So that one can get saved. Yeah. And when we keep our eye on that price, and we keep our eye on Jesus, it's all worth it. And I want to just say a couple of other things that last year were pioneering years. For me, the growing levels in serving, you saw some of the numbers. It's not about pulling off a Sunday. I know churches that hire two or three guys. They do everything. They set out every chair. They serve every coffee. And I'm telling you, I have a principal problem with that. I have a theological problem with that. Because I honestly believe as we serve together and we spend time together and we engage and we, we, well, I thought you were doing that and I thought you were doing that. We, we get over those things together. What we do is in community, we find each other and we find more of Him. Yeah. And we grow.
0: Yeah.
1: Primary to our purpose of planting churches is to see believers grow, not just to get them saved. Yeah. Yeah. It's to see them grow to more... Become more and more like Jesus. And then lastly, refocus on life groups. And I know that there have been more life groups released here. And we're so excited. I think we have just under 30 life groups in the life of the church. We need 50 now. Yeah. I'm telling you, we need 50 now. If people, and, and I pushed it hard this morning, people started going to life groups. And I think the involvement level in life groups is a bit higher here. But I want to say that I honestly believe if, if you're not just... Save for one day when Jesus comes and I'll go to heaven. If you're saying, actually, I want to relive a story now, that means you need to grow. And I'm telling you, growth happens around dining room tables, in lounges, dealing with life together, overcoming prejudices in a small space. Not the idea of overcoming a prejudice in a big meeting in rows. And so I want to really encourage, if you haven't gone there yet, please do it. And the last one I want to celebrate in the year we pioneered is actually... I sweated and I wrestled and I trusted God because I, I, I felt like God was calling us to ask our church to give so we could sow. And so we did sowing in summer at the end of last year. It's the first time we've ever done it. The church, as a church, we haven't spoken about finances a hell of a lot at all, really. So we gave feedback on the finances. We said how the money was spent. And then we asked the church to give. And I want to thank you first for incredibly getting involved, getting stuck in investing. We believe that we are called to, to be a sacrificial pe- sacrifice. <laughs> A sacrificial people. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. And we're going to keep being that. And part of our pioneering again, because 10 years ago, a people got together called Life Changers and they were meeting in, in a. In, you know where they met? They met in the Virgin Active, which used to be called the Health and Records. And people were on their walkers looking over them while they had church. Is that right? Did you guys were there. Just after. Just after. But they're there worshiping Jesus and people are on like the treadmill. <laughs> oh, there you guys having church. That's the roots and the sacrificial roots of this church. And when we lose that ability, when we lose that dexterity as a people to keep asking, to keep growing, and to keep challenging ourselves, and to keep sowing, yeah. I believe we'll lose something of the essence of God, who's, what God has called us to be. Yeah. And so, I want to give you a little bit of feedback as how we spend that money, because it's really important that you know that actually. We are investing that money. I want to tell you how. We felt as an eldership, we we literally went up to the money. We said we want to invest into two areas. One, we need to invest in the mission, the advancing story that God has for us as a local church. We want to invest there. The second one is we want to invest beyond our borders. And so we have taken the money that's been invested and sown, and we are sowing 50% of it straight away. We're giving it away, and it's really exciting. We are investing in social justice, and we're starting with the areas of influence that we already have which is Site 5, and the guy's going to Site 5, that you saw some of the meals they do, but it's much more than meals now. It's reading rooms, and they need teachers, and they need books, and they need assistance, and they need stuff. So we want to make sure that we're investing in there. The other one is Recycle Swap Shop, run by Rihanna Maria, that has just been pulled into the Domino Foundation. And again, there they, they they are doing incredible work, creating jobs for people who collect rubbish, And plastic that gets recycled. It's great for our city. And we really want to make sure that we're investing in sowing into the areas and the people God has given us. And then lastly, to sow into church planting. And we believe as much as God has graced us to plant this church. Did we talk about that? We planted a church. I I think sometimes we think, well, we just moved and... No, we planted a church. And God wants to keep calling us to be a part of and sowing. So we are going to be sowing into church plants of people that we are aware of and beyond our borders. But we're also going to invest into future missions. And and here's the thing. Um, table view there, the number of people that are meeting there, the, the hall needs some work. Sorry to keep you up on dress. I caught you, buddy. I caught you. And, um, but but the, the, um, we, to be able to host people, one of the things and the values we believe God has called us to be is a hosting people. A hospitable people. A people who welcome the stranger well. Yeah. And right now, a facility that was designed for probably at a time when there were 70 people in the church, now it gets used for a whole lot more. And actually, we need to make some adaptions so that we can host people better. So some of the money will be used for the plans and the seeding of that. We've been talking about for a while. This is the year. Yeah. Oh, big statement. <laughs> Mullet sound desk. Your sound desk needs three hits on the left and two on the right. <laughs> and if you do that gently and you get the timing just right, it all works, apparently. And, and I want to thank your sound guys and the guys we've been able to pi- try plow and try to get the most, but... Now we are buying a new sound desk. And some of you don't even know. You don't even know that half an hour before your service last Sunday, your power went out. That means the sound desk trips out. That means Brett's got to remix everything. Brett's going to, he doesn't remember the preach because he was just trying to make sure you could hear it.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and and we want to honor that by investing in and, and things like screens. We need to invest. Brett and Shells and have been so incredibly gracious in yeah. helping us and assisting. This is new to us. Yeah. We didn't know what we'd need. We didn't know some of the things that we need, but we're investing in that. And then lastly, we've invested already at, at Tableview in terms of kids, and we've got some new facilities. We, we see about a hundred kids there on a Sunday morning. 130. 130 kids on a Sunday morning there, all together at one time. It's like one in a time, that's fine, but all together at one time, it's a different story. And um, lastly, we want to invest in, in some, there are some poor and struggling in our midst. There always will be, but we've been sowing. and we want to continue to sow. We want to make sure that we look, it, it normally looks like food vouchers to families to make sure that people can put nappies on babies. They can feed their families and and, and yeah. So I, I, again, don't wait for us to do that. Please continue to do that. I know this is a generous church. Is that good? Yeah. Exciting. So thank you. And um, we're really, really excited about that. two big things when we talk about vision for us. I can't talk about everyone else. The first one is this, and we spoke about it when we did the Multiplied Life series two years ago. But, but where the gospel is preached and where gospel life is, there will be multiplication. It happens.
0: Yeah.
1: It's the very essence of who Jesus is. Life happens around him yeah. all the time. And growth happens. So growth happens. And so you multiply and you find new ways of engaging. You have new problems. Like how do we feed everyone? And, and when we had bring and share problems, we thought we wouldn't have enough food. We had too much food. And what do you do with it? How do you get it to people who need it? All these amazing problems. We're so grateful to God for But here's the thing. If we keep our eyes on growth, we'll miss it for the future. Yep. The way you continue to grow and the way you continue is by focusing on health. And I want to tell you as a leadership team, our constant conversation center around this issue of health, not growth. I believe growth happens. I know it because I feed my three kids every day and they just grow. I do nothing to make them grow. I just feed them. <laughs> health happens. If growth happens when we focus on growth, on health. I'm really dominating you. <laughs> Stay with me. Help me, Gabe, man. Tell a joke. And, uh, but we are pursuing health. And, and I'm so excited. The Milton story, you know what it's given us? It's given us opportunities to grow again. And and we've needed more worship leaders. And Lee's leading here with the team. And Jerry's leading there. And people have had to step in the breach. And guys have had to learn sound and step in. And guys have had opportunity to preach. And guys have led meetings that when we were just one, we couldn't do. And those opportunities didn't exist. It looks like growth. But our trust behind the scenes, it is health. And so we trust in God for those things. But what does our future ongoingly demand is one heart but many, many hands. And you would have heard this from Gabe. I know that he loves a statement. But it's not built on the gifts of the one or the few. It's built on the sacrifice of the many. Yeah. And we continue to be that story. And we will continue to be that story as we keep going to war for the kingdom.
0: Right.
1: And here's the thing. God always calls us beyond comfort and into wide open spaces. Honestly, for me, I'm driving here with cans, I'm going, this is amazing. That, that God would use such a very ordinary group of people... In many ways. To do amazing things. Just for one.
0: Yeah.
1: Is amazing. And so we're overwhelmed. And I ask God in my constant prayers. God keep making sure my heart stays in spacious places. Yeah. Christians get in small boxes too quickly. We've got to keep our eyes on the king. And find our ways to the spacious places. And I want to just remind us quickly of four vision lenses. We know them but you've got a problem. passion for God. We are nothing unless we are people passionate for God. And I want to keep putting this in front of us because this is who we are. Yeah. A passion for God. And then we have a desire to reach the unreached, which to me is a natural outflow of fixing your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. You are here if you are new to the story and you weren't here when we launched in May. You are here because there are people who are so captivated by Jesus. they prepared to release their favorites.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. If there was an amen there. Yeah. To go and do something, they're going to invest. They're going to release some of their best who've pioneered and plowed. I look at Henry and Jeannie sitting in the back row. Some of their best, some of the stores. They're going to release them. Why? Because you're worth it. and Because God's eyes are on you. And when His eyes are on you, our eyes have to be on you. And ours have to keep being out. When we lose that, I promise you the joy will dry up very quickly. And so we continue to keep our eyes on Jesus and we reach the unreached We do that in different ways potentially these days, and God shows us different ways. But then health, discipleship. Who are you giving yourself to right now? Is there one person in life? You can say, actually, when I have a coffee with them, it's actually not for me. It's for them. If I have an encounter with them, it's not about me. It's for them. That's called discipleship. It's called revealing Jesus to people in need of man. It's not about us. It's about them. We want to keep doing that. And lastly, as I've already spoken, social justice, we're on a journey. We continue to be on a journey, and we need to make some deliberate steps. But we continue to be on a journey in asking God to step in. But I want to just share an encouragement. Last year we had Pioneer again, and when you're planning a church, and got all these exciting things, it's quite easy to say, vision. And um, we came back from leave this year, and because we were on a slightly longer leave, my boy missed his athletics race. So he came back and he said, Dad, they only chose three kids from the grade, the fastest three kids, so now they say I can't do athletics. So I said, oh, sorry, boy. He says, no, but I want to race them. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? No, 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 I want you to phone the coach, and, and I want to race them. He said, well, I'm not going to phone the coach. You speak to the coach. Okay. He's eight. He's the youngest in his grade, born end of December. He's the shortest of all his friends. He goes to the coach, Ruhan. And and he speaks to Ron and he says, I would like to race. So they set up a race. And Judah gets his day to race the boys. Unfortunately, the kids who came second and third didn't pitch. and now he's even more grumpy because they didn't come. But I looked at this kid and then I look at Jesus and he says, actually, you want to be the greatest in my kingdom? Would you become like these little guys? I love it in 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 the message. He says it this way. He says, return to square one and start over like children. You're not even going to get a look at the kingdom, let alone get in. Unless you become... Like little children, and I want to put in front of you this a statement, a mantra, a, an encouragement. Behold, and become our starting point. Uh, sorry, our behold and yes, that point. It's been a long day. Behold, and be bold. We are nothing in this. We are quarter. Have we been singing the song? Behold, the Lamb of God. Have you guys sung it a few times? I know you have. Behold, I have a friend. Behold, the Father. And so I got caught up with the song because it was moving me every Sunday. I went and looked at this word, behold. You know, it's used 1,600 times in the King James Version and only eight in the New International Version. And then I looked at, well, what does it mean? And it means many things to look at, to see, but to give undivided attention. As God has taken us into a future, I want to call us, Life Changes Church, to be a people who behold the King of Kings. Give Him undivided attention. It's a million things shouting for your attention right
0: now.
1: Yeah. Right now. Some of you are starting to think about work tomorrow. Some of you have got to pack lunches, do homework. Just behold. And I feel even before we step into the more that we would be a people who, who give him our undivided attention. I, I see John the Baptist in John chapter, four, uh, John chapter 1. And he's speaking. And the next day Jesus comes and says, Behold, the Lamb of God. Could we be those people, the pronouncers, because we've beheld him in a quiet place, because we've beheld him as a community in prayer and moments of fasting and feasting, but actually captivated by the King of Kings? But that story's gotta go somewhere and I'm jumping all over the place because there's a lot to chat about, but Acts 4, you've got John and Peter walking and they, um, and, and, and they, they engage a man who's got broken and they pray for him and gets healed and then all the religious of the day come and say, but what are you doing? You aren't educated. You haven't got the rights to do this. You, you shouldn't be doing this. And John speaks back, he pushes back, says, should I rather listen to you or should I listen to him? And it says the boldness. He speaks boldly the gospel. And then what happens is thousands get saved. And they go and they begin to tell the gospel with boldness. And a mark of a Christian is not in the fruits of the Spirit. But if I look throughout the gospel and all the leaders, a mark of a believer is boldness. And I think God wants to put boldness into the very DNA of this community. He wants to put boldness in our actions. We make bold decisions and bold statements and bold actions. But it starts in beholding Him. And God is calling us. To make bold actions like an eight-year-old saying, actually, I think I can take those guys. I might be a foot shorter. I might be a bit younger. But I think I can do it. you just got to look at David. you got to look at Elijah with the prophets of Baal. you go got to look at Esther, a young lady saying, actually, can I have this? She gets it. Can I have this? She gets it. Can I have this? I think God is looking to a people who will get so captivated of Him. They'll keep coming back because they know He is the King of all resources. And they'll trust him for them. But as we step into 2017 and we behold and be bold, God is calling us to a few things this year. And then a few things over the next years. The few things, the first one is God is calling us to care for people well. I I think we're, we're giving it our best shot, but we're dropping the ball in some areas. And God has been speaking over these last months. And here's the thing, it's fundamentally got to get it. We've got to to go back to the Word and say, what do we understand about care? Because some of our care strategies were for a smaller church, and yet we've grown. So how do we not drop care, but we change the strategy? And actually, the strategy has been there forever. God said, I haven't given you one pastor, two pastors, three pastors. I've given you 700. And actually, the answer to the brokenness in your context and your city are the people sitting in their chairs right now. It's you and me. It's the gift that God's put inside of you. That our job is to ignite the gift. To call the church to maturity by preaching the gospel and his truth. And then to make sure that we encourage and call it out of each other yeah. in that story. You know we're going to care for Cape Town? So we can be the best church for the city of Cape Town in the area of care? Because we're going to find out that actually God's called us to care for Cape Town. Whatever the area, whatever the... I'm not asking everyone to become social justice or everyone. No, actually God's put gifts inside of you, So, or man. And we are going to intentionally pursue unlocking those gifts. There are better marriage counselors in this church than my wife and I. Honestly, I love marriage. I've had a great marriage. But I know there are people who've walked for many more years, had much more training and can walk. And we want to make sure that we are getting the right people to the right places. Is that right? We want to be the best church for the city in care. Part of what's required from this, we want to relay, raise and release leaders. And I think we've had a season of God doing it. But here's the thing. Leaders don't just pop up. They were there, they're there. Poop! I'm a leader. Hello! They don't just pop up. And we need leaders who are impacting in the marketplace. We need leaders who are impacting schools and education. Leaders who are impacting in the, in the, in the hospitals. And leaders who are stepping up in the church. We need all of them. So we're putting on the agenda, and yes, we've delayed this first one this week, the leadership development, but we are putting leadership development on the calendar because it's important. And I would ask, if you're saying, I want to grow, and I want to step into more, and maybe it's leading three people, that's called leading. Maybe it's leading one. We need leaders in and of homes. Focus area number three, life groups. And you've had lots of conversations about this. I'm not going to take a lot of time. But in the area of life groups, we want to make sure that we are engaging in these smaller groups. Yeah. And, and and I want to make it uncomfortable for you slightly if you're saying, actually, Sunday's enough. It's not enough, sir. I need people in my life. I need the touch and the engagement. And if you can't do it Tuesday or Wednesday because of work and that, I understand. But find your way to a serving team. Why? To do life with people. To do life with people. That we can grow That we need people in our stories to engage. And we believe one of the vehicles God has called us is life groups. And if we need to create more forums for them, more times, we'll do that. So talk to us. But we want to engage and make sure that we're growing in this. And the last one is that we're going to do some table extensions. We've we've spoken about them for ages. Um, There's been some different challenges in the journey. But we need to host the city well and to facilitate what God is doing there. We need to do some changes. So that's coming. And that's part of our story. I hope you know that. I hope you... Feel like that's what we're doing. We're growing. And as we grow, we want to make sure that God is calling us to stories. There's some pretty cool people there as well. Did you see them? Did Edwin do the... Did you see the, the Mexican wave? Yeah. He didn't enjoy that. He was not the Mexican wave guy. But actually focus. We want to step into a greater city influence as well. So the Domino Foundation, the, the Recycle Swap Shop that's been part of... People are part of our church and pull themselves into the Domino Foundation, which has been through Relationships... There are other vehicles that God is saying, Would you impact the city? Beyond Sunday, beyond the four walls of the church, beyond your comfort zones, beyond where you feel good, actually, will you impact the city? And maybe you say, Well, that's for someone else. I don't think it is. I think Nehemiah could have said that's for someone else. Sitting many, many miles away after many years. And God's gonna move our hearts for the city. And then I want to throw our view a little bit longer. Everyone okay? Can everyone breathe in? Maybe that's just for me. Don't look so serious, Steve. It'll all be okay. We have 2020 up at the start here. And part of it is when you went away as a leadership team, sometimes you're a little bit nervous to talk about what, what you almost can't get your hands on because it's too far. And if you put it out there, you speak about it even to each other, you get a little nervous because then God might actually do something that you can't control. Does anyone else feel like that sometimes? I hope so. Because part of... The vision, and Gabe, and I were chatting, and he mentioned the thing is that when we have vision and God gives vision, God gives provision. And He will provide and He will enable the story, even if we don't have a clue how it's going to look. But part of it is, God is taking us in a vision 2020, saying, actually, God's planted us in the city. Part of one of the questions when we, my wife, Candace at the back there, um, when we decided to come down for God moving us to Cape Town, was, God, is there not just a life changer story, is there a Cape Town story? Are you sending us for Cape Town? Some of you have moved from the, the great um, white smoke of Johannesburg down to here. You, you haven't just moved here for your story. God has placed you for specific times, for a specific reason, for a bigger story. And we've got to ask, what's the Cape Town story and what's the ends of the world story? The ends of the earth, not the ends of the world. The ends of the earth story. What is that story to us now? So it looks a little bit like talking about 2020. And the first one we spoke with was, we want to be an advancing story. We want to keep being a pioneering story. We want to keep releasing our best. For Wally and Shulls to go is a big gift, released. It's a big gift. Amazing, amazing, amazing people. And they are thriving. And you know what? The kingdom of God is advancing. But in our story, you kind of go, ooh. I could tell you stories about that man pastoring people. Just before death. And I'm going, God, you, you've got to do so much in me to get me there. And yet, God says, I'll provide when you follow what I speak to and when you release and you keep sowing your best. And so we want to be a part of advancing story and we trust in God in that. But actually part of that is saying in the next three, four years, could we plant another site? We reach another... And maybe that site looks different demographics. Maybe that site looks a different environment. But actually... We're not pinning down one. We're saying, God, there's a whole bunch of possibilities. You lead us. You've led us here. And we're so grateful that you did. And we won't step until you show us and lead us. But lead us again. We are open to be an advancing, sacrificing story. And just when you're feeling comfortable, let's do it again. And so we're open to that. And we're putting that. This is not some big strategy. I can't tell you. I stood on Table Mountain and God showed me pinpoints in Cape Town. I can't tell you that. I just know. We believe in a God who's a multiplying God where his life is. And because of that, we have to be open. And he's showing us. We want to release life groups. We need life groups. If we believe in health as a vehicle for growth and the reason for growth, we want to release life groups. And actually, we said as we looked at 22, we'd love 70, 70 to 100 life groups in the city. Maybe some of them are three or four people. But actually, we could easily, easily have that. And and um, we going to release materials, a bunch of the stuff that Gabe and the guys have got together and run that have been used for life groups that we just started doing last year have already been used in other churches. I'm going, wow, God, that, we didn't see that coming at all. So maybe we need to up the game a little bit, put a bit more effort and make resources available to the nations. Maybe that's one way we can help the church in China, church in the Middle East. What about worship materials? What about guys like Kelly and Lee and Jerry and Michelle writing songs that we can release, yeah. give away, send to the ends of the earth? Why not? And lastly, but not least, social justice and city influence. Greater than, than, um, than Danun, but very much Danun and the areas close to where we, God has called us. And maybe God's moving in the Milneson community for here. But some of those things, God is calling us and, and He's moving your hearts. So if God's moving your heart, come and speak to us. Let's see how we can grow and share in that. The last one is a care center. And it's been on the cards in the plan for this story for many years. There's a whole bunch of land. If you've never been to Tableview, right next door to no Tableview, there were plans put up. And there were a whole bunch of things. And it got stopped a little bit with transition. But, but we really believe God is calling us to, to put some feet on the ground and say we're a care for this city. Met an amazing couple this week. They decided to do that in their personal life six years ago. Six years later, they have 50 volunteers, 10 full-sum staff, paid for by the government to counsel and care for people in the city. And they unapologetically believers in Christian. I say, God, what if, if, a, if what, a couple later in their years with health challenges can do that? How much more when a people rise up, put feet on the ground, extend themselves, and say, God, we want to do some of this stuff. So these are the juices that are burning in us. This is what Gabe and I sit and we dream up and... and It's, 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 it's a multiplied story. It's different. And it's such a privilege to be able to celebrate. And I, I just want to take a moment even now just to honor Gabe and Fee in this journey. I really do. Uh, these things work for many, could work for many, many reasons, but they could also not work for many, many reasons. And, um, I just want to take, I don't know, Fee about to pop with a baby. We're really, really excited for that. But Gabs, we love you lots. Um, and we're so proud of you guys. So proud of what you guys have built here. And, and we just love being a part of the story and partnering with you guys. Yeah. You, you want to know how you can get stuck in? We don't use the word members. We don't have members here. If you think you're a member of Life Changes Church, you're not. It's gone. We're partners. Yeah.
0: It's
1: what we believe the Bible, the language the Bible uses. And so we pull that in. We look at Luke 5. And actually there, there's this big hole. And Jesus says, tell them to call your partners over. We're we're calling our partners over today on Vision Sunday. The gifts that are in your life. The energy that God has given you. Maybe just for one person. To love one person. Had a a man come to me on Sunday and I said, I've met a young man in this church. He's got a desire to study but he's got no direction. Can I meet with him? Can I give him time? And can I invest in that financially? I'm going, Brad, why do you have to ask? But just do it, please. And God, give us another 50 of those. Because we've got 50 of those young men. Yeah. and women who need that yeah. partner with us let us partner together and let us partner with the greatest, the highest the most glorious and when we keep our eyes on him he will do amazing things yeah. can we pray? Yeah.
0: do
1: you want to pray? Hmm? it's been a big morning right now it's the spirit of God you are here Behold, we have a friend. I pray, God, that my words would fall away, but would you do, Spirit of God, in our midst and stirring? Would you stir us again where, where comfort has crept in to aspects and errors of our lives? Would you stir us again where smallness would creep upon us? I pray, God, would you bring the bigness of the gospel back in our hearts again? Yeah. Bring clarity to individual stories. This morning is not just about a corporate story. This morning is about men and women encountering the king, beholding the king, and finding vision for their story. I pray vision for marriages here. Vision for financial stories here. Vision for parenting. Vision for children. Vision for businesses that need to be planted. Christians don't start businesses. They plant businesses because the life of God flows through. And I pray, God, would you do that in our midst. Would you move us, stir us, shake us where you need to? Would we hear the call that we get to partner with you in this great gospel is overwhelming, God. It's just overwhelming. So we say thank you today. We look back. Think of William Shaws. Think of this plant. Think of your goodness to us. We just say thank you, God. Look at the faces you've added. I say thank you, God. But we look forward and we say, God, your purposes prevail. Please, God. Please, King. Have all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. This church is your bride. She's beautiful, Lord. Would you bless her? Would you keep her? Would you keep leading and guiding her? And let your gospel explode in our hearts again. We worship you, King. Amen. Amen.